What's up, Eagle Hackers? Welcome to the CS Joseph Podcast. I'm your host, CS Joseph. Today's question is, what is the meaning of life for an INTJ with an SDUF octogram? SDUF being subconscious developed, unconscious focused. It's a good question. I'm loving all the octogram questions. Wish there would be uh, some more of them, for sure. Uh, but, you know, Octogram is like the big new fun thing that we have. So, kind of uh, going to be going at it from here. <laughs> and uh, But the more people learn about the Octogram, the more that we can all benefit together as a community. So, and that's why uh, the Acolytes are kind of taking the, the lead on this and uh, asking questions related to uh, you know what their subvariant is for their types etc and we just did a bunch of SDSF and UDUF INTJ related questions so let's get an SDUF in there so before I, be I begin let's not forget uh, Lane's contribution to our understanding of the octogram uh, with his interpretation of Strauss and Howe theory Strauss and Howe theory comes from the book known as their book known as the fourth turning which is a great book and I highly recommend everybody within the community actually read that book it is really good so Strauss and Howe theory talks about how there's these four generational archetypes you have the uh, joy generation then you have the decay generation and then you have the uh, hope generation, and then you have the despair generation. And in terms of the octogram, SDSF types, subconscious developed, subconscious focused types, they're all about joy. This particular video, we're going to be discussing SDUF, which is all about decay. And then we just did uh, some content on UDSF, which is all about hope. And then we also have uh, UDUF, which is my octogram which is the octogram related to despair, okay? So that's like, that's the difference. So, anyway, this is a, an El Suelo today, trying out an El Suelo. It's very, um, very spicy, very spicy cigar. So, be that as it may. SDUF types are all about decay. Why are they all about decay? Decay basically means that they decay things. They are a source of entropy for humanity. And these entropic types, what they do is that they take people's ideas or they take people's feelings, they take the rules, uh, they take the social norms, and they break them. They break them and they test them whenever possible. I suspect Rolo Tomasi himself is an SDUF INTJ. I really think so. Now, what does it mean to be SDUF from an INTJ perspective? Like, what does that even look like? Well, it, it, let's look at their temple wheel, because you have to go to the temple wheel in order to uh, determine an octogram. Obviously, you have to know their type, which is really helpful, but at the end of the day, after understanding type, you gotta go deeper. And you do that by looking at their cognitive origin, 
Once you know their cognitive origin, you know their temple wheel. Once you know their temple wheel, you got to see where they fit on the temple wheel in order for you to draw a proper conclusion about their octogram. And that's super important. So, I'm <laughs> getting a lot of weird looks from people today. Let's see. Let's see, uh, see if my SE demon can tilt them enough for them to come visit. Then I'll invite them on the show. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, so, SDUF. So, they have the cognitive origin of reverence, which means deep respect. They want to get deep respect out of life. So, if they're SDUF, they're really enabled as a child, ultimately. They're very enabled. But then they're UF because they got to adulthood and they realize that adulthood, the enablement that they received as a child, is not really going to help them in adulthood. I've noticed in some cases, SDUF octogram comes, I, I've noticed this oftentimes it's from children of single mothers, especially if they're like an only child of a single mother, they, they end up becoming SDUF, which I find really fascinating. So, but the whole concept of SDUF is, hey, you're enabled as a child and then all of a sudden you got to adulthood, all of a sudden, nobody in your life is enabling you as good as your mother did or as good as your parents or as good as your family or your environment did growing up. So now all of a sudden, you just got to make do. You got to figure it out because you realize, oh, crap, I'm actually way more immature than I thought. I should probably grow up right now to deal with this new paradigm shift of being uh, an adult. And that's ultimately what SDUF is all about. That's ultimately what it means, basically, right? So, from that point of view, it's, a, it's important to, uh, to realize, like, hey, you know, what direction are you going in your life, right? Well, that's why this is the unconscious focus. They're going in the direction of maturity instead of, like, doubling down on the immaturity, doubling down on the joy that they had in their... Uh, in their childhood because it's like they got to adulthood and they may have been SDSF and it's like oh crap I can't have any joy anymore because me on this gravy train looking for joy is like actually setting me back and giving me a lot of opportunities that really sucks for an SDUF INTJ so from an octogram perspective the temple perspective what they end up looking like is you know, this person who is very outwardly, um, they're very outward with their living virtues. So they're outwardly modest, but then internally vainglorious, basically. Um, or no, excuse me. They're outwardly um, vainglorious because of UF, but internally modest. These INTJs are actually very modest people for themselves. And they also like it when other people enable their modesty, but sometimes being so modest kind of bothers them, so they like to be around vainglorious people, hoping that their vainglory will rub off on them, hoping that they'll be able to achieve and be among the high achievers. SDUF types are all about trying to be among the high achievers so that they can become a high achiever, even though deep down they're pretty modest. And people that they have sexual relationships with, they really like it when those people enable their modesty. Uh, and, uh, you know, and help them be more modest, help them do more with little, basically, from a modest perspective. 
Similar to uh, the Lust type ESTP INFJ uh, uh, temple wheel spoke uh, known as, um, not the poles, but the spokes. Spokes are poles plus living virtue and deadly sin. If I say the word spoke, if I'm talking about poles, I'm only talking about shadow pole or aspiration pole when relating to uh, the uh, to the temple wheels. But the point is, the point is that they're very inwardly modest people, but they're outwardly vainglorious and they want to be around people who are vainglorious. They usually end up being, are the modest people among the vainglorious people so that they can, you know, pick those people's brains, uh, delve into those people's experience so that they can learn how to increase their vainglory over time, right? That's ultimately, that's ultimately what they do and they're internally modest. You know, that's from a deadly sin living virtue perspective. That is our cognitive focus. That is the direction that these INTJs are going. That is like their future and how they are directing, how their nurture is directing their future from an unconscious focus perspective. That's how they're gaining more maturity. They're being around other people who are way more successful than they are and hoping to become more mature because they assume that those people are technically more mature than them, which may or may not actually be true. Not by a long shot. So, then you have their cognitive development, which is egotism versus desecration. Now, if they're unconscious developed, they'd be outwardly desecrating, definitely taking down everyone else's egos. But with them being subconscious developed, they know that their ego is already really inflated. So they actually desecrate themselves. They actually desecrate their own egos. So internal desecration is, is that they're always constantly trying to take their own... Um, their own, um, um, their own ego down a notch. And they actually like it when other people desecrate them. They like it when other people hold them accountable and take down their ego a notch because then it actually allows them to connect with those people and they actually trust those people. So if you want to get an SDUF INTJ to trust you, take down their ego a few notches. You know, challenge them a bit, and then they'll start to trust you, and they'll actually want to keep you around. It'll actually create desire in them towards you. This is one of the ways that you can ego hack an SDUF, especially into getting into a sexual relationship with you. You just, you just, you just slam their ego into the wall a few times and take it down a couple of notches. Now, with their egotism, they're very actually outward with their egotism, and they're 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 very they like puffing themselves up, making themselves look good. It's a huge issue. But you could never tell that they're actually inwardly desecrating, that they actually desecrate themselves, that they're taking down their ego down the notch because outwardly they're constantly puffing themselves up. The thing is though, is that they really only trust people if you can take them down, or trust you, if you could take them down a few notches or if, they, if anyone else could take them down a few notches. And it's only at that point, like they'll start to trust. Because if people are enabling their own, puffing them up, their own ego, well, that means that person is disingenuous, they want something, or they're probably gonna take advantage of me. Because they know that they're being fake. They already know they're being fake. They already know they're taking their ego a little too far. So, this is actually kind of one of the loyalty checks they do. They actually like test people's loyalty for this perspective. So anyway, that's, that's how an SDUF INTJ behaves. What's their meaning in life? Their meaning in life is actually connected to that archetype of decay, okay? 
So they behave in such a way where they are testing social norms. They take social norms down, they, they challenge them, they live by example against the social norms, they are anti-social norm until that social norm can be proven to be okay. It's one of the reasons why I maintain Rolo Tomasi, who is an INTJ and who wrote the five volumes of The Rational Male, is actually a subconscious developed, unconscious focused INTJ because he is decaying gender dynamics, intergender dynamics. He is decaying them and trying to see, uh, you know, based on how much entropy that I could place on this, how much damage can I do? How much social damage do I do in this particular case where I am scientifically testing out these social norms to see if they actually have any value, right? Oh, they don't have value. And then here's what has value. And this is actually how he utilized his extroverted feeling trickster to reach extroverted feeling mastery mastery in terms of intersexual dynamics within his books. It is a praxeology, it is not an ideology. The information that he provides within his five volumes is 100% accurate. My only problem with it is that he projects the behavior of all women uh, sourced from his relationship with his own wife and he thinks that all women, you know, it could be an assumption of mine, but that's what it looks like. He's coming off like, you know, he's projecting his wife onto all women and their behavior. But, you know, his wife being an ENFP, she's constantly, you know, she's a bit more solipsistic than, uh, than most women out there because just by virtue of being an NFP. But still, though, that high level of solipsism does not necessarily apply, you know, in that context to all women. Everyone is, uh, every woman is solipsistic in their own way, depending on their own type and their own octogram. So I think like his, you know, analysis of the data that he provided is not necessarily... I mean, it, I just think it's a little incomplete. You should have a little bit more information relating to different anecdotes and different data relating to different types of women and different octograms of women. I think that would be more appropriate for his books. But that's why it's a praxeology, so we can all learn together and improve it over time. It's not an ideology. Even though everyone accused him of saying that it is an ideology, when in reality, it's not. So, anyway. So what is their meaning in life? Their meaning in life is basically to test the boundaries test the boundaries and once they find out which boundaries are broken they abandon those boundaries and then once the boundaries that aren't broken that they test adopt those boundaries and utilize those boundaries as their own personal principles just as Roland Tomasi did within his book so and yeah that's the answer anyway folks thanks for watching and listening and I'll see you guys on the next episode